The new regulations of religious affairs law that went into effect in China last February has led to a widespread crackdown on Christians throughout the country. Although churches in China have a long history of standing up under persecution, even growing and expanding while suffering fierce oppression, our brothers and sisters need encouragement, help, and hope. Churches have been closed or torn down, house churches have been raided, and pastors and church members have been arrested, interrogated, and imprisoned. The Voice of the Martyrs continues to stand with our brothers and sisters in China, providing help for those affected by this new wave of persecution and strengthening the church with Bibles and other ministry tools. Your generous gift will remind these precious saints that they are not forgotten and that the wider body of Christ is standing with them. For more information and to help these Christians, go to ChristmasCare2018.com. That's ChristmasCare2018.com. And when you do, and when you donate, let them know Rebel Parenting sent you. God bless, Rebels. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you, and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Oh, Rebels, you are going to love this program. We instantly fell in love with Kay Wills Wyma. No kidding. This woman is a true rebel mom. We here at Rebel Parenting don't believe in that first-time obedience theology, and we think it's destroying family relationships. Parenting lasts a lifetime, and you know how we know this to be true? Because we call God our Heavenly Father. We don't stop calling Him our Heavenly Father when we reach 18, do we? No. We call Him that until eternity plus a day. For eternity, He is our Heavenly Father. My parents are still my parents. They'll be my parents until the day they die. When we get to heaven, they'll still be my parents, because that's who they are. When Kay said to one of her kids, I love you too much to fight over your homework, I knew we had struck gold. That coupled with hearing the story about letting her high schooler turn his college essay in without any capitalization or grammar flies in the face of that helicopter snowplow parent. And to that we shout, Amen. Amen, K. Wills Wyma. I'm in the studio raising up my little drink to you right now, my Kill Cliff, my recovery drink. So let's get to it. Here is the amazing, the wonderful, the honest, the vulnerable K. Wills Wyma on today's episode of Rebel Parenting. K. Wyma, I haven't talked to you in a while, but it's so nice. We are here. At, this is our only our second broadcast in the new studio. I love the new studio. Thank you. We are very excited. Um, it's very mountainy. It is. Yep. <laughs> At the base of Hikes Peak, that's where we are. There you have it. Kate, we're so happy you've talked about this subject. Anxiety, uh, being overwhelmed. Sometimes we call it being flooded. Yeah. Uh, one, thanks for being on. We're so happy. I mean, you've written so many great books. I remember I was telling Laura, when I was back at Family Talk, we interviewed you for uh, I'm Happy For You, sort of, not really. Yes. That's the title of the book. <laughs> Love the title of the book. And it speaks so it's it was it was exactly what we needed to talk about then. And this is as well. What brought this book about? What was what did you say, you know, I really need to talk about anxiety and overwhelmness and flooded and all those types of things? Well, I've never been a fan of it, really, in my own life. You know, really, because you, you live in it, but you don't realize you live in it because mm. it's like the humming of a broken appliance. It's like always there. 
And when I was growing up, I, you know, I bought into the performance stuff, hook, line, and sinker, and really believed it. Even in my church, I don't know if they said it, but I certainly heard that you could be in and out of fellowship with God. And so to me, that was a performance thing Mm. too. And that was a serious one. And I struggled with that because I always felt like I couldn't be good enough. Like, Mm. and, and that enough word is elusive because there is no end to enough. Yeah. It's good enough can you do enough can you be enough can you share enough can you volunteer enough right i want more same same philosophy on Mm -hmm. that i want more of god what does that mean i I don't understand that yeah it is it's interesting the terms that we use and that we live in in this world because you we live in this world and Mm. those things are absolutely at play i mean even when you have kids like the performance stuff starts instantly when you're pregnant you know it's like what are you eating? What are you not eating? Oh, How are you exercising? Goodness. And then the kid's born and it's like, well, what are they doing? When yeah. did they crawl? Because you even have a chart that shows you every measuring mark you're supposed oh. to hit. Yep. You, you know, know what? what? I, like, I didn't do that with Lucy on purpose. I didn't do that with Lucy on purpose because you can ask Laura. In Lincoln's room when he was an infant, he was colicky. He was a little bit early. He was jaundice. And I went nut nut. With the chart. I mean, I had... <laughs> Every time he ate, how much he ate, when he got changed, uh, I mean, every little thing I had, I was obsessed over it, and it drove me crazy. I didn't sleep. I lost weight. It was terrible. I was always in fear of something, of doing something, I'm going to do something wrong, and then I'll be blamed. Everybody will know the thing that I fear the most, that I'm a terrible dad, is true. Yeah, I, I, I lost you, it. You say that too because fear is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm afraid that I'm that I'm not going to measure up, or I'm afraid that I'm going to be a failure. And uh, it nailed me as a kid to the point where mm. I had an eating disorder mm. and didn't really learn about grace until the other side of that, <sighs> because that wasn't a term anybody was talking about. And right. gosh, when I heard that, and I was like, wait a second, I'm free, mm. like free, like I don't have to do anything in order to be okay. I was. Mm. I I drank that in like a fire hydrant as much as I could get. And so when I had kids, I really didn't want this stuff messing with mm, them because right. all my yeah. kids were, we have five, the oldest is 22, it goes to 11 and they were all born different. Like our mm. first one was colicky. And so he didn't fit into the mold. Like the right. A plus B equals C did not work. Like uh, the formulaic right way. Yeah. Formulaic. That's all we've been talking about. I mean, about. how many copies of happiest baby on the block did you get? And the uh-huh. no cry sleep in a week and, and, and then you, it's, I, I, I mean, listen, I grew up in a famous family. I struggled with performance and performance anxiety and being and doing. And I read all those books and I tried all those things and none of it worked. None of, and then the shame oh. and the shade people throw at you like, well, we gave you that. Well, we gave you the book. We gave you that Didn't book. You read it? Yeah, man, I read it. I did it all. It did. <laughs> oh no, it must be something you're doing. You're not good right. enough. Right. Oh. And so parents for sure live under that because we live in a day and age where if your kid's okay, then you're okay. And so you have all these, you're okay ifs, you know, you're only okay if, and you're not okay if, and it's like, you are not okay if you're, if your kid's struggling, you are not okay if your kid's not invited, you are not okay. Yeah. Or if you're struggling. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So here's the truth of the matter. You know, the elephant's out of the closet. Everyone is struggling. Amen. That's right. All the time. Anybody who's not struggling. Yeah. We're all struggling all the time. And we hide it. It's that thing. We hide it because we're so afraid of what someone might say. And it's like, ugh. we just joined this new small group. 
And it's people that are so tired of the ugh that they're just vulnerable. It's like, whatever, I'm a failure. We've we've done good things. We've done bad things. I've lost my identity. I'm trying to gain my identity. Whatever, just... Yeah. Yes. So it's like breathe because mm-hmm. you sit in the midst of this and that's what's overwhelming because it's like there's no end. There's mm-hmm. no end to the books. There's no end to the stuff you see on social media. There's just no end. And so it's like, why are we overwhelmed by that stuff? And why not choose to be overwhelmed by truth? Because the truth part, it's lasting like it is, has been, is right now mm-hmm. and always will be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we not overwhelmed by that? Like even what you just said, Ryan, about identity. It's like, well, our identity is not in these things, even though we live among the things. And it's like we go back to where our worth, our self-worth and our identity actually is grounded and Mm -hmm. maybe for five minutes be overwhelmed by that. It changes everything to where you can breathe for a second. And then you might possibly be able to help the people next to you breathe. And Mm -hmm. I wrote the book because I don't I don't like what it does to my kids like I don't I for years I've been saying to them by the way this stuff isn't the boss of you like whether or not you make the team good bad it's okay and and if you're part of a group or not part of a group you're okay mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. so I've said that for years and when it um we live in Dallas which may be enough said you know as far as yeah fresh and stress, yeah. <laughs> throw in the outward appearance stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. it's on steroids. But when it really nailed one of my daughter's friends when she was a freshman in high school and convinced her that the world would be better without her, that's when it was like this stuff robs and steals every day. Yeah. When, it, when it takes life, like literally, it has absolutely gone too far. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to write about because yeah, it's hard stuff. Yeah. And, um, and it's sort of like, I don't care yeah. because we, we can't, we have truth at, in, at hand all day, every day. And it's like, tap into that for Pete's sake right. yeah. and let performance pressures overwhelm. Forget about it. You know, mm. be overwhelmed by your purpose and your unique gifting, because that is inside every single human being mm-hmm. and recognizing even that might change the way we interact with human beings. Totally. And it's like, got to believe it for myself first to be able to speak it to the person, you know, traveling alongside. Yeah. Well, and I love how you just said it's not the boss of me. Like teaching no. our children at an early age. Yeah. Hey, son, if you don't make the basketball team, well, hey, that's not the boss of you. Or even if you don't make the church choir, that's not the boss of you. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that phrase, how you said it. I, it clicked like immediately. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. So all you listeners out there, don't let those things be the boss of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, yes, truth is the boss. It, yeah, uh, you know that's the boss, and it's life giving. Yes. It's not an indictment. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. damning. Yeah, it's absolutely a hundred percent life giving. And the truth is, you are known. You are loved. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything to receive that love. And in Isaiah 43, that beautiful passage that, gosh, we should sink into that every day. Mm. I see you. I know you. I call you by name. You are mine. You're going to go through the rivers. They won't rise over you. You're going to go through the fire. You're not going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And then he goes as far to say, and this is God speaking. Right, you right. are precious to me. You are honored in my sight. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, what? Can I even receive that? You know, it's like almost too much. Yeah. It is. You really have to slow down to receive it. Yeah. 
I think sure. it's really hard to receive. Yeah. And, you know, there's been studies on that, like even outward appearance. They interviewed women like from 20 qu- countries, 6,400 women ages 18 to 24 and asked them what they thought about their own like their own beauty. Yeah. And 96 percent responded that they think there's nothing beautiful in themselves. But 80 of them responded. I, it's crazy, isn't it? 80 responded that they see beauty in other people. And it's sort of like, why not give ourselves a break? Just for a minute and not be so hard on ourselves i'm, I'm sorry 6400 women around the world 96 yeah. percent said there is not one thing beautiful about me or in me that's what they said wow. and then but that they can see beauty in other people oh my Just goodness because we can yeah. of course we, can, we know what it is, is yeah but but we're so it's so hard for us mm-hmm. to accept that in ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Out, what about your gifting? People people like poo poo their giftings all the time. They're like, oh, I'm not good at that, you know. And they're really good at it because it's in them. And it or it's not a big deal that they're so good at it. I guess so. You know, so like oh, well, I'm just naturally yeah. good at it. So it's it's really not it's really not special because I'm it's easy for me. Maybe, but it might be just what you were created to do. Right. Whether yeah. societal trends are celebrating that at the moment or mm. not. Because, you know, if you're a math kid or if you're an engineering kid, you're like, woo, woo, best thing going. Right. But, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. Nope. And yeah. so it's like, why would we let, whether we fit or don't fit in the societal trend, have something to do with our worth because right. your worth is precious. Mm. And it's like, don't hand it over to this stuff because no, that fame, uh, whatever's accolades are occurring, right. whatever is going on, it's going to change with yeah. absolute certainty. Yeah. Like whatever group is cool, you know, within yeah. my kid's lifetime, it started out as soccer. It's not soccer anymore. It's lacrosse, you know, and it's like, so sorry for all the kids that gave everything and the thousands of dollars right. to soccer. Right, right. Yeah. Or, or if it's a sport, because really nerds are cool. Nerds yeah. are really rocking it right yeah. now. And so, mm-hmm. They're called mm-hmm. creatives here it, in our city. It will yeah. change. Yeah, hey, that will change. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Nope. Interruption. The light came in. Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's literally a sign on the door that says, on air, don't knock. <laughs> and the guy just went and opened our door. So, Kay... Can you try to walk it out with me in a little bit of a practical way? Um, yeah. I was at breakfast a couple weeks ago with a couple, and one of their children is having a hard time in school and yeah. is feeling totally flooded and overwhelmed by the school system. And I was talking to this dad, and it's not defiance. It's just there's anxiety and there's uh sadness and, and fear and those types of things. And then as a dad... He says, you know, I dropped my kid off at school and he's got tears in his eyes and yeah. I'm in my car weeping and yeah. I don't know what to do. I am so overwhelmed. I I am grasping at straws. How do we walk this out to start seeing, being overwhelmed by how much the Lord loves us? And in that situation where it's just, I, I, I see my kid hurting and I'm dying yeah. inside and I don't know what to do and I'm, I yeah. want to do, that's, and I'll tell you, Laura will know this. I am a doer. I was raised in legalistic Christianity, not by my parents, but just that thing you you heard in general. Yeah, I struggle with that do, that performance. And I and when there's an issue, a problem arise, I want to work it. I want to do. And yeah. so what do, how do we how do we work through the situation? 
How do we live in this? There are absolutely things to do, you know, and the first one is the talking and listening, you know, and not being afraid to talk because a lot of times the way things work aren't instant, even though we live in instant, you know, we need things changed, done like this. And the truth is it takes a while to get things done. And so don't be afraid to talk and start peeling back the la- the layers because if the kid is crying, there's something in there that has anxiety going on. And it's yeah. like, what are you afraid of? Let's, let's call it out. One of mine struggled with that greatly. And I found this stack, like it was this big of homework that he hadn't oh. corrected. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Like something's going on. And as we sat there and talked, he started to reveal that he felt like his teacher didn't like him because he was making mistakes. And it was sort of like, okay, whoa, that's okay. Number one, no, you know, it's not your mistakes. Here's how you learn. Every single person on this planet learns by making mistakes. And then like I pointed to the lights and I'm like, you know, the lights in this room, do you want to know how many mistakes occurred before that light actually worked? Yeah. And so it's like celebrating the process because in the in the book, I go through the chapters. I'm like, okay, what's nailing us? Well, that's one of them, Ryan. I mean, it really is. And it's like because we live in a product oriented society and we've even made human products. So there goes this stress, you know, stress and pressure in school because they're products and they're products for the school, too, because the school has to hit certain Mm -hmm. in order to get their funding. And so you have an issue going on with human beings who are not products. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, okay, can we back out of this for a second and then celebrate the process and talk the fear out and and sit there and go, do I have a do I have a teacher that's willing to talk? Because sometimes the teachers are and sometimes they are. Yeah. And so first stop gap right. is me like to be able to say. And then the second one is like, maybe we can talk to your teacher about this and actually sit and converse, which I actually I had the great opportunity to do with my kid to sit with the teacher and be able to say, have him say even the words. I, I mark the mistakes because I want you to learn. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to understand where you don't understand because guess what? And he's sitting there going, I don't understand either. I struggle with this in my life because he was a great guy. Now I've had teachers that don't do that that are like completely offended even you saying anything and it's the same with friends because you're gonna have friend issues that do the same thing Mm -hmm. you know my Mm -hmm. he's not talking to me or she's not talking to me and it's like can we live in that moment find compassion for ourselves first of all Mm -hmm. address the fear because nine times out of ten it has to do with my identity. Yes. I mean, if not yeah. 10 times yeah. out of 10. Yeah. Say 10 yeah. out of 10. <laughs> it goes back to those core human needs, yes. you know, to be known, to belong, and to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And from parents, it's like, wah, 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 you love me because you have to, blah, blah. And, you know, I get that. And um, But I still stand over these kids and just say the truth because the yeah. truth the words of truth don't fall to the ground. You can trust that. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not getting no response, the words of truth never fall to the ground. Amen. And so I have one that's 22 that has struggled with this stuff because he was really hurt as a kid. And um, mm-hmm. he just was and rewired in his head and said the words of truth for you know, going on 11 years have been spoken over this human being with knowledge that they will plant and sprout and so a whole lot of patience comes in it but i'm just saying if you don't know who the one that is saying Mm -hmm. you're 
you're loved, you have worth. And if you don't know that he really actually is faithful, like it wins and it won, you know, the words it is finished. It's not like I'm thinking about finishing it or maybe tomorrow Mm. I might finish it. It's like, it's done. It's defeated. And so live in victory. And what does that look like today? Not letting that stuff steal joy. Mm. Yeah. Cause you do, you have grace and peace today. You know, it's like live today. Don't let yesterday over inform Hmm. because we tend to do that. And don't let tomorrow over inform because it's really loud. It is. You know, the what ifs. The what ifs are huge. Right. Yeah. We're just talking about that. We were talking about that ahead of time. And I want to unpack some of the things you've talked about, but the what ifs are a big one. And I've struggled with that so much. And our mentors, our marriage counselors really drilled something into me. And it's the phrase, what do you know to be true? Yeah, it's not the what if. Well, what if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? And what if I get this? And what if I don't get yeah. that? And what if they do pay me? And what if they don't pay me? And what if the lights get turned? All the what ifs. I don't who who knows. And they would say, right? Yes. What if? What if a million times, Ryan? But what do you know yep. right now specifically to be true? And then let's anchor on the truth. Whether it's Jesus loves me, He died for me, He loves me more than I can comprehend. Whether it's that or with the person. This person chose me. I am in a relationship with them. I want to continue. You know, whatever whatever those things are, but focusing on the truth can calm it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take the problem away, but you get to focus no. on real things. Yeah, and you can respect yesterday and respect tomorrow mm-hmm. because you do. You know, goals come in and there's and it's worth considering those things, but letting them rule today, therein lies the problem. Yeah. All right, Kay. Here's something and I this will be a little bit radical. This is a rebel parenting kind of thing. And it's really honestly for your older children, like the 16, 17 puberty, when you get that, oh, well, you have to say that you're my parent. You have to say I'm beautiful. You're my parent. You have yeah. to love me. I tell you what, kids are growing up in a very different era and they see things that I didn't see when I was their age. You know, it is a different time. You can tell your children, hey, um, yeah. I know it's easy to say, but let's get down to brass tacks, kiddo. I don't have to love you. I don't have to say you're beautiful. I don't have to support you. And if you look around the world, there are a billion parents that don't do those things, don't say those things, don't take care of their kids. I do this by choice because I love you. I would do anything for you and I don't have to. You can say that, but you go look at your friends and how their parents are. And then what we do, that's a, it's a little bit of an older kid thing. Yeah, but it's true. I don't have to do any of these things. And that was the sad thing for Laura and I on Rebel Parenting. We meet families where the parents don't run after their kids and don't think about them and care about them and want the best for them. That's terrible. It is terrible. Mm -hmm. It is terrible. But, you know, it's a part of life. Right. Welcome. You know, there's so much in life that's not ideal. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's that way for a reason. I don't. I think it would be really hard if everything worked here. We wouldn't have faith. We wouldn't need to trust. There. I mean, it would all be done. And it's like, by the way, this mm-hmm. isn't done. By the way, this not being able to see thing is a gift because yeah. you get to engage in trust. And when you trust, you actually are acting on what you believe to be true, which is true, which is said to be true, yeah. which has been tested, tried and tested. Like you can't. 
he can't be unfaithful because he's faithful. And it's sort of like, okay, so I'm going to trust even though I can't see. And I tell my kids all the time because, yeah, they're teenagers. You know, we have four, three teenagers, one in their 20s. And, of course, they don't believe me. You know? Right. Okay, but here's the deal. When you let the stuff of this earth dial down, it's you get to actually like your kids. And I tell mine all the time, I love you. Yes, I do. And maybe I maybe that comes with being a parent. I don't know. But by the way, I actually like you as a human being. And you don't believe me, but I don't really care because here's what I like. And you make me a better person. Like Mm. even in the hard stuff, I have found that they make me a better person. And and I'm because with if you the let them, noise they will. of all of this stuff down, yeah. you can you get past so much stuff because it's sort of like the emperor with no clothes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that stuff really it doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so you can you know they did a survey on kids asking them what they wanted to be when they grew up. Yeah. Like in Great Britain, do you know this one? Yeah. And they were like you know a, over sixty or seventy percent responded they wanted to be famous which is crazy because they live on their feeds and it's like the feed thing doesn't work. And here, here's how, do you remember one direction? Well, they aren't even a group anymore. Yeah. And five years ago you were banking everything on Harry Styles or whatever. Yeah. Who's great, yeah. but it's like fame comes yeah. and goes yeah. and it's okay. It's, it's so not funny you say that. I haven't heard about one direction or Harry Styles in, in a hot minute. And they were the end all be all. It was causing traffic jams. And, and then when, yeah. Twitter was exploding, and that was one of the big things. Like, oh, Harry Styles is in the airport, and then the airport would get shut down. Kind of, where are they today? That changes. Mm. Well, and like I was watching CBS Sunday Morning last weekend with one of my kids, one of my daughters, because we love that show. And um, and Robert Redford was on it, and I was like, let me tell you, Robert Redford was really and truly the biggest star ever. And she had never heard of him. Really? And, and yeah. I was, and she said to me, I wonder who it is today that my kids, that, you know, that they'll never have heard of. And she was like, that fame thing really is fleeting. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what, whatever is of the moment, live in it and engage with it. It's not bad. It's like yeah. whatever group you want to be in, that's mm-hmm. fine. But the group doesn't define you. Yeah. If we're yeah. letting the group define, because I heard that all the time when my kids were little, well, they have to, you know, do, do this because they need to be in a group in order to be okay. Because if you go into high school without being in a group, you are toast. And like yeah. in these parts, it's athletics. Like that mm-hmm. rules the race, mm-hmm. you know? And the truth is you are okay. If you're on that team, happy day. Yeah. If you love Love football, great. But if you don't, and, and play it and enjoy it and yeah. do your best. It's like your best, not the best, just yours. And enjoy it yeah. because, you you know, it's wonderful. But do not let it define who you are. For the parents, too, you know, your kid being on the football team or not mm. does not make you a good parent. A good parent is someone that sees and loves the kid next to them, yeah. really and truly. It's about the love. Well, I have to give a shout-out to Heidi and Scott White. I was just having coffee with her. She's a friend here, and she's um, was talking about what her husband said because she was concerned, like, what groups are my kids going to fall into or mm. what groups are they going to be a part of? And her husband said, you know what? They're, the biggest important thing for a child is to come from a strong family. And when she said it, I was like, that is so true. Wow. I look at the people in my life that have come from strong families. They're well-equipped. They're 
participating in society. They're making a difference. They have a vision. They have a calling. They know exactly who they mm. are. And it, and it ties back into them coming from a strong family. Not what social group they were in. Not what volleyball team they were on. Not what college sport they played or not played. And so I, I just... I don't know when you were talking about all mm-hmm. that. I was like, "Oh yes, it does." It's not about all the groups because we homeschool, and I get concerned sometimes that oh, our kids aren't right. playing lacrosse mm-hmm. because that is the fastest growing sport in America, plus girls volleyball. Um, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that. Absolutely. In. So it's, it's the root of it coming from a strong family and having a strong foundation mm-hmm. in in the truth. Yeah, yeah. So take it even a step further. And go the belonging and actually the family. Yeah. Because right. it takes, because you're going to have people that, that live in situations where the family isn't strong, yes. you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. it has absolutely no bearing on the kid yeah. or, I mean, I so, can go down the list of, of people in my life that my word, who would have ever guessed? And it's a lot of brokenness, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's sit there and it's like, cause I will say to my kids, you know, your last name is Wyma. Like you belong. Number one, you belong. It's okay for your friends to have the last name Wyma also. It's like, if oh. you can be friends with your sibling, you can be friends oh. with anybody, you know, really? Yeah. And, um, and so, and, and so it's like, you belong, but even this, this, yeah. you're belonging here because your DNA, like you can't not be my child because my DNA is in you. And, and I'm like, I really think that's the Lord's way of just pointing to us actually belonging because it's his DNA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's yeah. like, you're a child of the king, like the yeah. king of the universe. The universe. <laughs> Everything you see, he spoke it into existence. Do you think he's powerful? And I'm like, yes. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, and I know that sounds sort of cheesy, especially with a teenager. And I'm sort of like, nah, I don't really care. And then, it, and then, you know, you pull it in to the reality because it's like just breathe if it's just our last name that you have to have to know that you belong then live in that and and find some freedom in that because it's okay and then maybe in that five minutes of freedom could you possibly look at the kid next to you that's walking in the hall next to you that's living under the same pressures because and here's the coolest part when they say to their friend hey by the way that grade doesn't define you guess who gets to hear it they do and so it's like they're tasting it even. Yeah. It does yeah. not define yeah. you. Your SAT score, uh, which has changed three times in the last six years. Yeah, the exactly. Mechanism, you know, it's yeah. like, so why would you, you know, hold your identity or your worth to a number? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know what? The I speak at a kid's change. camp. I speak at a kid's camp in the summer. And I even has it. My palms just started sweating because I was thinking about saying this. I got terrible grades. And I'm I'm not kidding. Like. I speak at this camp in the summer. It's called Summit, and it's like overachievers, and everyone that speaks there is accomplished and smart, all these things. And they'll be like, oh, I got terrible grades in school. I got like a like a 3-2. And they're like, <laughs> what? Like, You're oh like, my what goodness. for the 3-2? <laughs> I got – I mean, I got D's, I got D's, I got D's, I, and I kept being told I was gifted, and I would test so high, and then I would get D's, and I, I felt, sh- I'm 48 years old, I still feel ashamed of my grades, and I tell these kids, your grades don't define you, try your best, I'm not telling you to be lazy, like, my grades don't define me, I can do whatever I want, not that, but I got terrible grades, and I'm doing okay today. It didn't define me, yeah. but I certainly felt like it did, and it was an embarrassment. It was a source of shame. 
you know, I'm thinking of the parent now that's like, my gosh, I've just blown it for so long. What do I do? It's just too, it's too overwhelming. And you said something earlier that I want to touch on. It's, this is the perfect example. If you feel like I've said this before for the first part of Lincoln's life, I was really an angry militant dad. And it's given me the opportunity to tell him failure is the norm. I was a bad daddy. I failed over and over and over and over and over again, but now I'm doing better. Mm -hmm. Success is the rarity. You're going to fail all the time. You just got to keep getting back up and trying again and saying you're sorry and trying again and starting over and going again. And if you're that parent feeling like I've blown it, I have really been all over the map on this. Just tell your kids, hey, you know what? I, I have blown it. I'm sorry. And then take the hits. If they bring it back up and throw it in your face, just be like, yep, you're right. I blew it. I'm so sorry. Isn't it great we have a God that forgives? Yeah, grace and peace. I think they're the two most powerful words because mm. in that grace, there's not performance. There just isn't performance. Well, how and, do you get um, people off the checklist? What would yeah. you say? Well, because you live in the checklist. So it's right. like respect the checklist. It doesn't get to define you. Mm. It's sort of like, mm. yes, mm -hmm. the grade is something. And it's, it is. It's an indicator. It's an indicator, not a definer. Amen. Right. Okay. And it. Maybe it will prevent you, which it did for me, from going to certain schools. Right. That's okay, too. To, you didn't want to be in that school anyway. No, I certainly did you know not. I mean? And it's sort of like, okay, but if you're banking on your on who you are as a human, like mm -hmm. your purpose and your giftedness, and you did your best and that did not work, forget about it. Yeah. Like, that's not in your wheelhouse. And it's sort of like, what's defining mm -hmm. the wheelhouse? Mm -hmm. Well, if it's college. College hasn't even been around for that long. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a relatively new thing. And by the way, I think in 20 years, it's going to be completely different than yeah. it is today sure. because it cannot sustain itself. Not the way that it is operating, it will not sustain itself. Yeah. It's not monetarily have, worth it. It's not worth the financial but, output for how little you get back from it currently. Right. And so it's like respect it. Because it is, mm -hmm. and, and it, there's a lot of great worth in it. Yes. Let it be a descriptor, not a definer. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to really sit in those because if we let descriptors rule us, you're in trouble. And I include in the book a story about a gal that was at Penn who was, her name is Maddie Holleran. There's a great, look it up on ESPN. Kate Fagan did a terrific piece on her a couple of years ago, and it just stuck with me because she she lived her life in Instagram, and Instagram kind of killed her because mm -hmm. the descriptors of who she thought she was yep. was an NCAA athlete. And where she was coming from, she was the best. Like, she really was the best. Mm -hmm. When she got into the NCAA, she was not the best anymore. Mm -hmm. And she lost herself. Like who she was, she did not know who she was. And so she's disappointing herself. She felt like she was disappointing the coaches. Mm -hmm. She felt like she was disappointing her per her parents. Mm -hmm. She felt like she was disappointing everyone around her. And so she put on Instagram the pictures of her life that weren't real because they're right. pictures. Yeah. And we know that. And it's like this. we live in this curated environment. It's like, oh, yeah, the pic behind the pic. And you can say it. But we <laughs> Engaging in it, it's very hard to believe it. And so she was creating a, a, a you know, a, a, a persona of herself that was not herself. Right. And so she's living in this great conflict to the point where she couldn't live in the conflict anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and it's sort of like, no, 
No, those things are descriptors. They are not definers. What is the definer? Whose you are. And, um, and it's, and it's just true. Like, and Ryan, I apologize to my kids last night because one of mine had a friend over and we were watching, the girls and I were watching on something. I think we were watching the Great British Baking Program. It's the best. best. Are you kidding me? Our favorite show. We love it. It's the most un-American show on TV. They help each other out. They're nice to each other. This latest season, I cry. My kids and I cry. I yeah. am so embarrassed. All we do is bake well, now. When they when they have to kick somebody off, they're so oh. everybody's broken up. Yeah, Everyone is broken. If up. No one wants them to lose. Right. Yeah, it's the best. Can I and say you, know, you it said is something? On Netflix, so you can't hit pause. Yes. Yeah. And uh, one of my children, our youngest, had a friend over for dinner, and so <laughs> so they we sit them at the kitchen table, and we're like, "See you later. We're going to watch the yeah. rest of this," which we did. And I woke up this morning. I was like, "That." bad like that was so bad like this poor little kid has never even eaten over here <laughs> and there's these two little boys sitting at the dinner table like by themselves this, and we're like, yeah hey, uh, we're going to watch the end of this and i mean it's just so funny and i apologized to that kid this morning going you know we probably should have sat with you and he was like oh it's okay you know but yeah because that's just you. part of life yeah and and so you live in it you you make the mistakes mm-hmm. you keep oh, moving gosh. on and you keep moving forward and you enjoy it because today yeah. is good it is yeah. a good day and it's yeah. like yeah. live it and and fully live it and allow your thoughts to be to exist in these pressures and these stresses but they don't get to rule because they do not win yeah. yes yeah. yes yep. Yep. definitely uh Kay, you talked about something real early on and if you've got anything else you want to talk about i'm all open but i definitely want to hit this before we go it's an interesting – I was talking with my parents about it last night, and it's on the subject of crying. And for a yeah. long time, I didn't. And when my kids would cry, I would try to sweep it away. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. Yeah. And I think it's important to have an emotional outlet and to be yeah. able to cry. Yeah. And, you know, we've been through a hard season, you know, going through cancer and surgery and those types of things. And – I could tell my daughter was more emotional than normal. And there were situations that were arising where it was like, this is ridiculous. This is, I mean, why are you so, and I just felt the Lord going, you think she's crying over this? And it was that light bulb like, oh, we're going through a hard time. Cancer's tough. Having your mommy sick is really hard. And I've just kind of figured I'm uncomfortable around it, but I'm getting better at being uncomfortable. And when she cries, I just like, okay, how long do you want to cry for? And yeah. I do a lot now as well. Uh-huh. I'm a big crybaby, and it helps, and it's okay. And I think sometimes the type A high functioner overachiever needs to hear, you know, it's all right to cry. It's okay. It's okay to be not. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. Right. It really is. And it's interesting that you brought that up because one of mine is a senior in high school right now. And, um, you know, going back to the standards of the school and the things that they push and all the pressures they put on kids and the reasons why they do that, because they have to hit numbers, unfortunately, now. And um, they are really stressing home your college applications, which honestly, we've lived through twice. So the mystery of that is gone. You know, it's it's an algorithm. It's okay. 
if you want to go to school, there's a school for you and you will survive. You know, one of mine did their essay with no punctuation marks and no capital letters. And I'm like, do you want to hit send on that? And he's like, yes, I do. And, uh, (laughs) oh yes. And you know what? He got into each school except for one that he wanted to. I love that you let him do it too. I want every parent out there to hear this. You've got Kay Wills Wyma, great author on all kinds of broadcasts. I'm just saying it, but true. And you let, you're like, Hey, do you want to do this? Yes. I do. Okay. Terrible. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was 11:59. You know, one minute before midnight yeah. when it was due. You know, and yeah. I was like, "Well, this is going to be ugly, but good luck with that." And um, and so this kid, my senior, is getting tons of pressure from the school. Like even the English, the English department is going over them. And so she's got this uh, end all be all essay in front of her, and it's mm. like the stress is so, and, and it's like added to the other stress. It just happened to be with this essay. Yeah. And, and it was like this amazing picture because we're like, don't let it mess with you. And it's like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then a sister even is like, I know the mystery. Like, don't let it mess with you. But it was so hard for her to hear in that moment. And then it, it just like got bad. Yep. And she went to her room wanting to be by herself, which is hard to, you know, it's not fun mm-hmm. letting your kid do that. And you know what? She had an end all be all cry. Mm-hmm. which the next morning, because it was like we were fighting for the truth and the truth sat there, but it was really hard to engage in it. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, you know, I'm up there going, I'm sorry. I really am sorry for what I did in this. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was all received, but it wasn't until the next morning when it was sort of like, you know what? I think what I think I needed was the biggest cry ever because yeah. it let yeah. all the stress yeah. that is so yeah. legitimately on her. Yes. Like it, you, you can't. Real and go oh it's nothing because it's significant and then even in that cry it allowed the physical part to release and just for her to just cry and be sad because it stinks Mm -hmm. and then to believe the truth you know that essay Mm -hmm. does not and and it can allow her to write it because when you're sitting there thinking that's the do all be all you can't write it like good luck with that like you will absolutely be stuck and think everything's terrible you know and it will be it will be because it's it's a product of fear, not creativity. It's not an art. Yes. It's not art. It's not expression. It's fear. Yeah. It's playing to yeah. not lose, not trying to show who you are. Yeah. Small yeah. God. Oh, Kate, you're the best. Thank you. My goodness. I'm so glad we connected. Oh, I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love this book. We want to tell people it's called "Not the Boss." Of us, I'm gonna use that from now on. Yeah, I honestly, I want to say it. I really, I am. I do. I'm a dork. I've yelled it out the car door at dropping off a carpool. Yeah, embarrassing all of us. Good. <laughs> you know what? You. It's because in that moment when the crisis hits, there will be that little voice in your kid's head that said, "I know this is terrible. It's still not the boss of me." It's what my mom says. I don't feel it now. That journey from head to heart is so hard when the heart is like, "No," and your head's like, "But." Tell it it's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It will. I think the one in the equation that probably needs to hear it the most is me, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. probably for me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Come on anytime. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome. And I love your new dig. Thank You're awesome. you. <laughs> Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Kay. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And let's do... All right. Rebels, how was that? My goodness. Becky Dirksen, the great British baking show. My gracious, it is one of my favorites. Dustin Steenstra, so good to see you on there. 
Wow, not the boss of us, putting overwhelmed in its place in a do-all, be-all world. Now I get the title. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to get the title, but now I get it. I love it so much. You know, that, that score isn't the boss of you. That, that Whether that you get on that team isn't, isn't the boss of you. you. School's not the boss of you. That Anxiety's date. not the boss of you. Yeah, that guy, that girl, that date, that trophy, that whatever. You know, it's funny. Anytime I'm saying that, though, I have to be honest. I still, though, want, like, try your hardest, and it's not the boss of you. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I want people to give be it your all. to really give it your all. Don't lazy. Don't kind of, you know, halfway do it. Really, really, really. And if you give it your all, then rest easy. You gave it your all. If you did your best, rest easy. If you didn't. Well, then that's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. And at some point, you're going to have to let that not be the boss of you. That's right. That's right. There's both. Yeah. You can hold both. Mm. That's right. Yeah, Dustin, it is. It's true. So many people need to hear that right now. Man, I love it. God bless, Rebels. We will see you soon. Thanks, Peace. Kay. Oh, my goodness. Rebels, that was so much fun. I am so thankful for this new breed of authors that right. are honest and vulnerable. Yeah. You know, that'll tell you the truth. Hey, you know what? It's really hard to get over your stress and anxiety and being overwhelmed. It's really hard. And yep. you can do it. Yeah. You can. You can do this. But don't be, don't lie about it. Don't be like, oh, it's so easy. Just say a little quick prayer. Do a little Christian dance and, you know, <laughs> and then you'll be fine. It'll be great. Just do a little journaling and just journaling. read this one, this one scripture and your whole life will be perfect. Like, I hate those broadcasts. <laughs> and Kay is so great. She's like, oh, just honest. And yeah. Ooh, man, it makes me breathe easy. It makes mm -hmm. me it makes me a better parent and a better spouse when I can just be honest about my shortcomings and my successes and just keep moving forward. Yeah. That is the rebel philosophy. It's a deep breath. Mm. <sighs> hey, if you need a little more rebel in your life, tonight, October 19th and tomorrow, October 20th, I will be at the Art of Parenting at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley here in Colorado Springs. The website is calvaryfountain.com slash parenting calvaryfountain.com slash parenting tonight i'll be giving the keynote and giving really what it means to be a rebel parent and a rebel spouse what does that mean to me what does it mean to you how will it benefit your life and tomorrow i'm telling you it is going to be bananas wendy gossett is coming on the broadcast we're all going to take these temperament tests about our kids and ourselves and we will connect with our children so much better she is a joy an <laughs> absolute joy you're going to love it Let's see, what is it? Calvaryfountain.com slash parenting. Everything else is at rebelparenting.com. No, rebelparenting.org. What was I thinking? How dare I? <laughs> you. How dare I mess up my own website? <laughs> rebelparenting.org. Rebels, we love you. We love you so much. If you need anything, if you are in trouble, if you need help, if you need prayer, reach out. Help at rebelparenting.org. Help mm -hmm. at rebelparenting.org. We are here for you. God bless. See you next week. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.